0: Hi everyone and welcome back to DCNT, this is episode 4 and I just want to go ahead and say <laughs> that I apologize for the long delay this episode has, has had. Um, it was unintentional, the first week that we were delayed. By the way, we're coming back after two weeks. It was because of technical difficulties, so I had to delay. Um, I basically had to kind of re-record my episode. But by the time that I went to go re-record, I was sick. And when I'm sick, I'm usually sick for a whole week, even no matter how much I, you know, take medicine, or whatever. So when I went to re-record, I was still so congested. And I'm like, hey, you guys do not want to hear that. <laughs> You do not want to hear that. So again, sorry about the unintentional delay on this episode, but I am happy to be back with (laughs) uh, my not congested self and my healthy self and getting back to jumping into DCNT. And I do have, I guess, some more tea this week even though it's not really tea but i don't know i really try to incorporate the name into this podcast it's not just me talking hopefully (laughs) but um because this is going to be the first episode that doesn't have a overall like an overarching theme like the first three you know i unintentionally did it where it was superman first wonder woman and then batman um, so but this episode, I just have a lot of things to talk about because it's been a while since I've talked to you guys. So, I have a variety of topics starting from again, well, there is a bit of Superman here, <laughs> and I wanted to also talk about DC animation and then jump into some comics with uh Dark Knights of Steel, give my thoughts on that, and um, talk about some comics that I'm reading, letting you guys know, um, what yeah, what I'm picking up usually. So let's just jump into this so yes this week we are again talking about superman honestly is superman my brand at this point especially on twitter <laughs> i feel like it has definitely become what i'm known for in a way which is is funny because um, i don't know i maybe wouldn't have expected that but why am i saying that because i just love this character and i can't shut up about him so like I should have expected that (laughs) but this is a little Man of Steel Superman segment because I had (laughs) I had a whole saga happen a couple weeks ago where I tweeted out some random things about Man of Steel and I kind of just wanted to respond to a couple people that responded to me (laughs) um with my tweets so um first it started on November 3rd (laughs) I don't know why, I think Man of Steel was just randomly uh, trending, so I just wanted to contribute to the trend. So I tweeted out something like, um, I mean, I'm gonna pull up, if you are watching the video version of this, you will be able to see my tweet. But November 3rd, it was (laughs) 12.24pm, and I just really tweeted out, this is your reminder that Man of Steel is an absolute masterpiece, beautifully shot and scored, and Henry Cavill was born to play Superman short sweet simple left it alone didn't like <laughs> didn't really come back to it but um i noticed again this is what begins the saga you know follow along with the story <laughs> and i noticed that a lot of people who responded to this tweet other than like maybe just agreeing with me because a lot of people you know i talk with them we all like man of Steel. we all like superman so other than us geeking out over superman there were the outliers who responded and most of them were talking about you know superman 1978 and you know christopher reeve and how also how they don't think man of steel is a masterpiece and i'm like hey why do i care this is my opinion (laughs) but every time someone responded who was you know combating me in some kind of way they always mentioned superman 1978 like i don't like superman you know the you know that movie at least you know the first movie and i'm like where did i say this (laughs) Where did I say that? So I tweeted, again, the same day. (laughs) The same day. November 3rd, (laughs) 7.06pm. And I said, okay, when I say that Man of Steel is the best Superman movie ever, it doesn't negate how much I love Superman 78. It may seem weird, but you can like multiple things at the same time. I promise it's possible. So again, sweet short simple i guess sweet and sexy. i don't know because again it's always so strange to me when people when people assume that i don't like superman 78 just because i like man of steel or not i'm trying to like if i say i like man of steel i'm saying something negative about 78 which is all is so 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 strange i'm like why can't people like multiple things at once and it's the same a little bit of marvel here but it's the same with spider-man just what i say that Andrew Garfield is my favorite Spider-Man doesn't mean that I hate MCU Spidey or I hate Toby. I love all of the Spider-Man I'm sorry for the Marvel invasion or whatever but you know just because I say I love this person the most or even when I rank movies doesn't mean I don't love the movies in the middle it's a ranking like something has to go like in the middle or bottom you know but I did not want to respond to someone who responded to this tweet because it was funny well, it's funny to me. So this person or account or whoever they are called Unfiltered Lens, um, they said, first of all, okay, <laughs> sometimes the way people respond is so hilarious. Okay. have to get into character. Okay. First of all man of steel is actually not better than superman the movie in fact i consider them on the exact opposite ends of the quality spectrum secondly the issue isn't whether you like them both you rank them poorly that's the problem let's just all pause and let this sink in (laughs) and let this sink in Because this is just one response, but a lot of the responses, again, that were combating me were similar to this person account, whoever this person. I do not know who this person is. Um, And I'm like, look, I know we all have different opinions in real life and um, and, um, on Twitter for sure, but there's no such thing as ranking something poorly. I'm going to repeat that. (laughs) <laughs> there is no such thing as ranking something poorly you can always disagree with someone we all have their our opinions that's obvious but the problem is that i rank them poorly because because it doesn't agree with what you say what, like make it make sense please <laughs> it doesn't make any sense so continuing the saga <laughs> what happened this happened in two days you guys oh my gosh Sometimes I wonder about myself. Anywho, continuing the saga of my Twitter, Superman made a steal rants or just tweets or like random tweets. I noticed that a lot of other people um, who responded to, um, I think either, honestly, both the first and second tweet where they were always saying like, oh, he's so inspirational, but he killed Zod or he killed a bunch of people blah, 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 blah. blah. <laughs> so i tweeted this sarcastically and i should have this is dumb on my part because i should have immediately like come under it and said something but i did not expect this tweet to blow up as much as it did (laughs) because i thought just the people who knew me would find it (laughs) so i said okay y'all if clark and man of steel is going to get continuously shit on for taking innocent lives then i need the avengers to be tried for crimes against humanity like come on but Maybe that sounds ridiculous to you, but that's my exact point. <laughs> it is ridiculous to blame Clark and Ministeel and the Avengers and Avengers for the entire disaster. That's my entire point. But my point is I always see this criticism for Clark and I never see it for the Avengers. Unless there's just someone who really doesn't like The Avengers and doesn't like that movie. <laughs> but it's not like a constant uh, state of mind. Especially like after The Avengers premiere, like the actual movie, it wasn't a constant critique. But after it still premiered, it was a constant critique of the movie. Like, oh, you killed all these people or you had this whole disaster or you killed Zod. And I'm like, let's keep the same energy. But <laughs> people did not understand <laughs> what I was trying to say. Um... And a lot of them also really didn't get it because a lot of them were responding like, oh, didn't they address this in Batman v Superman? Didn't they address this in Civil War? I'm like, sure, but that's not my point. I'm just addressing the original movies, the the original movies. And I'm still saying that this point doesn't make sense. (laughs) That is my point, that it doesn't make sense to criticize Clark. And if you are gonna criticize Clark, keep the same energy. That's all I have to say. (laughs) But someone did respond to this um, and I thought the response was so strange and I really wanted to dig deep and analyze this. So this person called Star, wait, what are you called? Who are you? Starcasticus Rex. Okay, I probably did not pronounce that correctly but I don't know who you are so whatever. Moving on. What you tweeted at me was very fascinating because it doesn't make any sense but honestly whenever people reply to me about Superman it usually doesn't make any sense. But what you said, you said, um, the character and idea of Superman is to be, be a beacon of hope, an icon of... Okay, you have so many errors. Okay. okay. <laughs> and what you wrote, an icon of goodness and justice, snapping dog's neck like a punk isn't Superman. Is Zack Snyder's version of Superman, an easier Superman to write. The Avengers are not icons. Okay, first of all, let me dissect this. You know, I'm an editor in real life, so let's start at the bottom actually with their last line the avengers are an icon okay i just dress address this where i'm not saying that y'all my original point of the tweet is that this argument is ridiculous so moving on from that and then um The character of uh, an idea of Superman is to be a beacon of hope, an icon of goodness and justice. Snapping Zod's neck like a punk isn't Superman. Is Zack Snyder's version of Superman an easier Superman to write? What are you talking about, man? (laughs) I just really have to... I just... I don't understand what you're really talking about with this tweet because... This... (sighs) Snapping Zod's neck like a punk. Okay, next time Zack Snyder should just have him kill... Like, let Zod kill the family. Because either way, this is what I don't get about people who criticize Clark and Menace is that if he let Zod kill the family, he would, he would still be criticized. What do you guys want? I truly don't understand what you want. And he, it's very clear from, from Clark screaming at Zod to stop, from how, how he reacted after he killed Zod, that he did not want to do it. He's not a murderer. He's not just, you know, looking, you know, looking. He wasn't searching for Zod. He wasn't vengeful. Snapping his neck like a punk. What are you talking about? He was trying to save a family. What? What are you? Literally, what are you talking about? Even in Batman versus Superman, even though Superman is criticized, he does become that beacon of hope and goodness in the future. So what are you talking about? this is such a strange tweet and it's so odd that so many people liked it because it doesn't make any sense when i put it together in my head and then again how i really have to address this because how is this version of superman easier to write you said oh is Zack Snyder's version of superman an easier superman to write how an easier superman is not someone like what I love about Zack Snyder's Superman is that he addresses Clark and Kal El like a person—he <laughs> who has conflict and he who is um, confused and doesn't always know the answers. Especially since he is just—he just discovered who he is. That's not easier to write. An easier Superman to write would be someone who already knew who he was, already knew his morals, already knew his philosophies, or he knew all his powers so this tweet does not make any sense i'm just gonna like stamp this in my head does not make sense <laughs> um so that is my complete saga of what happened i think yeah it was like a couple weeks ago <laughs> it was november 3rd and november 4th <laughs> these tweets happened and they blew up i truly was not expecting the amount of attention that they got i was i was truly unprepared. I have to mute all the notifications because it got to be way too much. So next, something I really wanted to address and that's something, has, something that has been on my mind for a while is the air cut and how I feel about it because I don't think I really have discussed it that much even just on Twitter. Um, yeah, I just want to get my thoughts on the air cut and also this concept art about Har- <laughs> with Harley Quinn and how I feel, but we'll get into that later. Um if you again if you are watching the video, of this I'm showing the concept art that was released about a week ago. But my thoughts on the air cut. Um I have no problem with the air cut existing. I would be really um interested in seeing the air cut come out and seeing the differences between what we saw in 2016, I believe, and then what the Erica is. Um, I will never say no to seeing a director's original uh, vision that was, you know, kind of, you know, cut up by the studio. There's nothing wrong. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, and I'm saying this because I have seen way too much discourse kind of everywhere um, about the Erica and such a negative um, connotation. And even David Ayer and it's such a negative connotation and sometimes it's coming from some Snyder fans or at least like some original like, you know, release Snyder Cut campaigners and I just think they are such hypocrites. I'm not even going to mince my words or whatever because (laughs) It's so hilarious in a way because they are saying the exact same things that a lot of people would say to us about the center Cut that, oh, it wasn't real. And then when it was confirmed to kind of be real, it's like, oh, if it comes out, it's not going to be good. It's going to be trash anyway. We don't want to see that. No one wants that. Who wants that? And I'm seeing the same discourse for the air Cut coming from the people who campaigned for the center Cut. Not everybody. This is like the one person, but... At the same time, it's so annoying to see this type of discourse because it's so, um, it's just so ignorant because why? Like, why can't we see the uh, David Ayer's cut of this movie? What is the reason? Um, You don't know if it's going to be good or bad. And then maybe you don't like it, but maybe someone else will like it. What is wrong with him releasing what his vision was? I just cannot get what people are talking about when they campaign against the air cut. Because what is your problem? Honestly, like what is the problem? I mean, maybe I just don't live in like a constantly negative world. Like I don't constantly talk about things that I don't like. That's why you see me talking about things like a Steel all the time. <laughs> so if you say you don't care about aircut, then just don't talk about it, right? <laughs> I think that's a simple solution, right? I think that's a simple solution. But I also wanted to address something else that is, yeah, associated with the aircut. And how people reacted to this concept art that was released um, of... Well, it was concept art of Harley and Joker. Like, Joker had something... Well, actually, I don't think the Joker was a concept art. I think that was a photo. But I think that Harley is the concept. Um, and again, it's the whole thing of like, Oh, this looks like trash. Why do we want this? Blah, blah. <laughs> and then it's like, Oh, Harley doesn't look good either. Why do we want this? But what frustrated me about the Harley situation is that a lot of people were saying like, oh, this costume sexualizes her. And again, I'm showing this on the screen if you um, are watching the video that will be uploaded sometime. But I actually, when I first saw this costume, I actually liked it. I liked the red and blue. I, I remember seeing this. I'm like, man, I don't wanna wear this. I could cosplay as this. I could kinda do this. <laughs> but, um. I, yeah, I actually kinda like it, I like the red and blue, I like the pigtails, of course the classic baseball bat. I don't see, I didn't look at this photo and immediately go like, oh my god, trash, <laughs> throw it away. <laughs> and then also I didn't look at this photo and immediately go like, oh David Ayer, they're sexualizing Harley, we don't want you to do that so it has to, okay, no. It's a big no from me because this clothing sexualizes Harley. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> I'm just going to say, I really get so irritated when, like, okay, look, I understand some people who did not like the way Harley was filmed in 2016's um, Suicide Squad. I understand that but I hate this idea that clothing is sexual in any capacity. Clothing is not sexual. It's the the gaze that is sexual. The way you film someone, the way you immediately look at someone, is like, oh, you're wearing that for me? No, I'm not wearing it for you. No. So, and I think I was also thinking about this the other day because I was thinking about the Snyder Cut <laughs> and I just Of course, I'm thinking about the center Cut and I just find it so interesting because I remember when the outfits did come out for the Amazons and they were more like, you know, I don't know what's the word skimpy or like they were just less material than, um, you know, the outfits from the uh, 2017, I believe. Yeah. Wonder Woman movie. A lot of people immediately thought like, oh, my gosh, Zack Snyder, he's sexualizing the Amazons. And the thing is, when the Justice League, um, Version of the film came out. They were well. They weren't correct because it wasn't Zack Snyder. But people's fears were correct because the Amazons did not come across well. But when you actually watch the center cut, they're not filmed with this sexual gaze at all. They're filmed like, like the way they should be filmed. They're just warriors. Like, like <laughs> it was so interesting. It's like, like especially the two um, Amazons who have to take out the the what is it like the stone gate at the end and they have to take it out with this hammer and yes they are wearing less material and you can see their abs but you're not looking at them it's like thinking like oh man it's so sexual because it's not sexual it's really just showing their you know physical prowess like it's very clear that they're being framed as warriors um even though they're wearing like you know less material than you know uh, the original wonder woman so, that is my point in saying that it's not the clothing that makes something sexual. So, I really need people to stop talking about Harley and that she can't wear anything. <laughs> this is this is my point. Because do you guys not see a problem with looking at this photo? And if you're not looking at it, I'll describe it. It's just Harley, you know, holding her back behind her head. She's standing against a wall. You know, she has like a good facial expression you know kind of like angryish sassy something you know going on what is sexual about this can you please tell me when you look at this this photo what is sexual about this because i just don't believe that clothing is sexual i do not believe that someone who's going to wear shorts or short shorts or something is being sexualized or that they're sexualizing themselves i think that's a trash way of thinking So I just want to, I just really want to get out of this narrative. I really want to do that. Next topic that I wanted to discuss, I did want to, I guess, man, okay, Marvel is kind of coming into this now. I'm sorry, you guys, (laughs) just for a little bit, because I did want to discuss a little bit about Eternals and how I feel about the reaction that it's gotten especially since the director said that she took some inspiration from Man of Steel for Icarus which was very obvious to me so I don't understand why some people were so shocked and like felt betrayed <laughs> at least like some maybe like dire MCU stance or something like oh that's why it's trash I'm like didn't you just say you like this movie but now that is inspired by Man of Steel in some capacity and you don't like it really okay but that's what I wanted to talk about, really. It's like, why is Eternals getting this reaction? Um, and the thing is, it's only getting it from critics. So when you look at the audience score, just, I'm just going by Rotten Tomatoes, even though I don't really, uh, I don't follow Rotten Tomatoes. Like, I don't go to Rotten Tomatoes and, like, look at it and determine what movies I'm going to watch, you know? But I just do find it fascinating for Marvel, because they're always so high up in Rotten Tomatoes, even when some of their movies don't deserve it. And... With Eternals, it's so odd that the audience score is like 80% or something and then it's in the 40s with the critic score. It's rotten. It's rotten. And I'm like, this, of all things, of all things in Marvel, this is rotten? Come on, you guys. I don't understand what's going on. And the thing is, maybe a bit of it doesn't surprise me because when I first watched Eternals, in the theater like as I was watching it there were some parts where I was thinking oh this reminds me of Man of Steel it really did remind me of Man of Steel not like story wise but maybe the way things were shot and the way things were constructed so that's why I wasn't surprised when um Chloe Zhao said that she was a bit inspired by Man of Steel it's very very clear (laughs) especially since I just recently rewatched Man of Steel because I was um, that's when I was sick (laughs) um so with Eternals, I don't know. Like people are saying, a lot of people were jokingly saying the people who were criticizing it, you know, the critics who were criticizing it a bit harder, saying like, "Oh, it's Marvel's first DC movie." And I'm like, "Is it?" Because I can we please give DC movies credit in some capacity? Because sometimes when people say things like that, I think they're just talking about Zack Snyder's movies and they don't like Zack Snyder because a lot of DC movies. Are not the same. I don't know what people are talking about because Birds of Prey is not the same as Shazam, and Shazam is not the same as Man of Steel, and Men of Steel is not the same as Aquaman, and Aquaman isn't the same as Wonder Woman. They all have kind of different tones, you know? DC isn't sad. <laughs> like maybe DC deals with darker, realistic topics, but to say that the entirety of DC is sad based on the movies is so odd. <laughs> It's so odd. So I don't know. I don't know why I even made this a topic. I let Marvel come in a a bit here. But I just found it so fascinating that um, sitting in a theater, I was thinking thinking of Man of Steel. And the way critics responded to Eternals is kind of similar to Man of Steel. It's very... It is interesting, at least. Honestly, I feel like Eternals is going to be a film that people in 10 years, look back on and be like, why am we going to critic so hard on this? We will... I honestly don't know why. It's, it's very it's very strange. And another topic that I have randomly popped into my mind. Um, again, I have so much to talk about today. It's just there wasn't, you know, again, a, there wasn't an overarching theme. But I just wanted to say, what is going on with DC animation? Honestly, what... What's happening? <laughs> because recently... Um, at first I thought, oh DC animation isn't doing too bad and technically they're not because I mean, come on, we have Long Halloween, we have Harley Quinn uh, animated show, we have, um, what was that one movie? Oh, God, every time I mention this movie, I forget what it's called. I think it was just a society something and it was like in the 40s. So World War II, I think maybe that's what it was called. But that wasn't bad either, and we had um, Superman, Man of Tomorrow. I like. I actually like this uh, the animation style. I think it's great, at least with those movies. But in some aspects, I was just sitting, kind of thinking, especially after Injustice came out, and it's like, why did we do this? We did not need an Injustice film, and it just, it's, oh, it's so bad. <laughs> it's so bad. And then, what even is that Aquaman show? Is that already out, or is it? coming or what's going on the animation style is also strange there but I think that's targeted more towards kids it's like the exact opposite of Harley Quinn (laughs) um but I just was sitting thinking about it and yeah we have you know those first movies I mentioned and um maybe Injustice seems like an outlier and Aquaman the show seems like an outlier I haven't really even watched that so I don't even know if it's good but it just looks interesting but I was thinking there are so many compared to what DC animation used to have because I you know I've been rewatching Justice League the animated show and I don't know why but I was rewatching the Unlimited I was rewatching Justice League Unlimited first and then I went back and went backwards <laughs> and went to Justice League but you know there was Batman the animated series Superman the animated series you have a bunch of movies that are super iconic. Like there was a oh my gosh another name I'm gonna forget I think it was Superman, Batman Apocalypse I think I think that's the name of the movie I'm gonna man I'm gonna be mad at myself but there's so many iconic DC animated movies like Batman Under Red Hood, um, Dark Knight Returns I don't know I'm just trying to name so many <laughs> and then there's um what else God there's so I should have listed these movies. I'm so unprepared. Um, it's so odd when you have all these things in your head and you think you'll be able to remember them, but then you don't. But in comparison, even with just those few movies I listed, um, in comparison with what is going on today, it's just, what what is going on today? <laughs> That's my main question. What do you guys think of DC Animation today compared to the iconic era of everything else like i know those things i listed especially the shows like you know batman the anime series and then justice league unlimited those are iconic so you can't really beat those i understand that like once something is cemented into being like iconic you know nothing's gonna compare but at the same time dc animation should still be consistent again maybe injustice which is the outlier and then maybe the Aquaman show is outlier because honestly, I look more towards Harley Quinn to show like quality of like shows today for DC. But this, it, it just it is kind of strange. It is kind of weird how they kind of gone, gone down, at least in my point of view. Maybe people really, okay, no, I know people didn't like Justice, the movie. <laughs> what am I talking about? But maybe people like the Aquaman show that I don't even know if it's premiered yet because I forgot to look it up. But yeah, I mean, what do you guys think of this? I, it was just something that had popped into my head because I was rewatching watching Justice League um, um, first Unlimited, then I went backwards for whatever reason. I don't know why I did that. But what do you guys think of DC animation? Do you think that it's just, you know, because the previous uh, movies I mentioned are more iconic? Or, or what do you think is going on? Because even in terms of original stories... There's really not. I mean, I guess the Justice Society one, that was an original story, right? Yeah, and then there was another movie. Um, it was more of like, a, it was uh, kind of set in the 70s. That was another recent movie. Um, but it kind of sucks that when sometimes some of these movies come out, they don't really get that much attention either. Man, what is going on with DC Animation? <laughs> what is going on? Because either you don't have, you have things that aren't that good like injustice or you have things that are really good actually and but they don't get the attention that they deserve at least not from people outside of you know the major fans so maybe it's the marketing maybe that's what it is and now my favorite segment and you guys already know i love talking about comics with you guys even if you don't read them because i am trying to convince you to read some (laughs) But first, before I want to talk about just the current comics that I'm picking up, but before I get into that, I did want to give a little review for Dark Knights so of Steel. I don't really usually review comics, but so this will be interesting. But I just, I love the first issue so much. There's just something about this that it just made for me. <laughs> I love it. It's a combination of, you know, DC Comics, but like very high lore fantasy, medieval fantasy, kind of Game of Thrones-ish. And they just mashed it all together. And I just, I think it's fantastic. But, um, Dark Knights of Steel. Just recently came out. Well, not recently, recently, but I think it was a couple weeks ago at this point. But um, the first issue came out and is written by Tom Taylor, who also writes um, Nightwing, which I'll talk about a little bit later. Um, and then the art is by Yasmin Poetry. So, um, oh my God, the art is so fa- the art is so fantastic. It's <laughs> so beautiful. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. But Darkness is Steel. I think it's so fascinating, though. Um, it's gonna be continue to be fascinating to see how they use different DC characters. Now they end up in this medieval world because you have Calo is um who is the son of okay. oh my god. So you have kal who's you know more of a noble position than Bruce is. Like Bruce is kind of like getting into Jon Snow storyline where he's the bastard. But it turns out honestly, okay, look, this has been out long enough, but I'll leave the little spoilers for it in the end. But yeah. We're just getting, you know, kind of the bastard storyline of like Jon Snow. And then he has, you know, the Robins. Oh my gosh. It was so fun to see the Robins and with um Alfred as well all geared up to go take on Black Canary. Like seeing where everyone ends up, especially um the king is um jefferson you know black lightning i'm like ah that is that's is perfect and then the seer who he was consulting is a constantine i'm like oh wow that's perfect because you know magic perfect um so i think as again as this series goes on i forgot how many issues is in um in this uh, it's going to be really cool to see okay, who is where and what role do they have in this world. But the most fascinating thing to me, I just love the interactions between um, between Bruce and Clark on uh, Kyle. I think it's so great. I love their, like, friendship, even though Bruce, like, <laughs> their personalities are captured so well, um, even in this new world. But I'll keep this review spoiler free so you guys can go and read it, but that is honestly... Honestly, that wasn't even really a review. It was, just me geeking, it was just me geeking out about the comic. I think it's beautiful. I think it's so well written. I think again, it will be really cool to see who ends up where with the different DC characters. Um, I think the interactions between Bruce and Clark are wonderful. I just, I just want more instantly. That's the one thing about reading comics is that it's um, monthly. Like this one is monthly, so I have that patience. <laughs> I just when I finish the first issue, I just want to immediately pick up um, and read more. But this could be um, if you again if you don't read comics, this could be something that could get you into it, especially since it's um, like a limited uh, series. And it's like it has DC characters, but they're in like this medieval world. So if you like fantasy, if you like Game of Thrones, you can pick this up. I think you would like it. Um, and lastly, these aren't reviews, but I just wanted to give, I guess, some honorable mentions to some comics I'm currently reading. Um, again, not reviews, just listing them, listing them out. And also as honorable mentions, because I know this isn't everything <laughs> but what stands out to me the most like i love nubia and the amazons i love nightling again um i mentioned that before by tom taylor written by tom taylor so good the current run is so good um superman son of kal-el oh yeah tom taylor again um <laughs> oh, robin akaman the becoming that's recently started uh well it's on the second issue now I believe Wonder Girl and Detective Comics those are just the things those are honorable mentions because I'm reading a lot right now (laughs) I'm reading a lot um so I can I just want to give you some insight into what I pick up on a monthly basis and kind of those are kind of like all over the place so I end up kind of grabbing something almost every week so, I am happy to be back with episode four of dc and T. I hope you enjoyed my DC and <laughs> both my DC side of the show and the T side where I guess I addressed the whole saga that happened. It wasn't controversial. Apparently, I got ratioed on one of those tweets about the tweet with Um Manasio and the Avengers, but I think the person who maybe ratioed me, again, it was something where they didn't understand my original point, so I don't really care if I got ratioed. It's fine um but yeah i am glad to be back as i said i hope you enjoyed listening to this episode and honestly go over to my twitter if you want um at dcmt and always you can always shoot me a message and even ask just random dc questions you never know what can pop up on this uh on the show and i'm already trying to see what i want to talk about next week so i'll talk to you guys later